Hi, and welcome to the Unconventionalist Podcast, the show about what it's really like to turn your passion into a business. I'm your host, Mark Larus, and today we sit down with the founder and CEO of the Happy Well Company, Niria Carrion. But before we dive into today's interview, I want to give you a quick update. And you might have noticed that last week I failed to release a podcast. Now, the reason being is that this coming Saturday, 22nd of April, 2017, I will walk on stage at TEDx Cardiff, in Cardiff, obviously, for the very first time to give my TEDx talk. Now, this is something that's been taking so much of my headspace and brain power over the last five months. In fact, I've known about this since the 16th of December 2016, when I got the email confirming my invitation to the TEDx talk. And it's just been such a huge amount of pressure on me, more than I've ever, ever imagined. I mean, public speaking is not something that I'm afraid of. In fact, I love public speaking. I go and talk in companies. I go and speak and talk at organizations and events. And I thrive in live environments and bouncing off with, with an audience and a crowd. I absolutely love it. I mean, I hosted Chris Gillibo when he came over to London. And he was such an amazing guy. And it was such a great event. So the, the public speaking was not the problem. The problem was the format of the TEDx and how you only have a specific amount of time to translate an idea that you want to implement in people's brains in order to change the way they see the world or for them to take radical action on something new. And that's like a big pressure, right? Especially when you're a podcast host and you used to just ramble on and just press record and just go live. Whereas this time I had to practice, write, rehearse, and so forth. And the truth is, what's happened was remarkable. Not only did I go through these massive ups and downs of losing sleep over it, continually being obsessed about it, but actually 10 days before the talk, I decided to radically change completely my talk around and just do a whole new speech. Now, that was something quite scary, but it just felt right. And that was as a result of me doing a 21-day Facebook Live challenge of trying to practice my talk in front of someone new every single day. Well, after person 10, I basically felt totally crushed because I kept on hearing different opinions and conflicting advice around what should be kept, what should be left out and what was needed and what wasn't needed. And it just became this kind of massive soul crushing experience. And it's not at all on the, on, on the fault of the people helping me. On the contrary, it was it was me. And what I realized is something that um, Stephanie Slack mentioned, who's, who's, who's been absolutely tremendous and pivotal to helping the unconventionalists lately. Um, and she mentioned that eventually I'm going to have to stop listening to other people and just trust my inner voice around what is needed and what is it that I want to share. Because when I when I come alive, that's when the audience responds best. And that's also what Jane, the camera um, videographer, mentioned. So this is something that's been a huge uh, kind of pivot, I guess, in the startup world or a big shift. And I'm really excited about this talk. It's, it's still something that's quite hard because I've got to learn about 18 minutes of content and that's huge. I'm not someone who learns text as you probably know by now. I love to sort of freestyling and just, hey, give me a topic or a question and I'll just go off and I'll just speak from my heart. And that's how I roll. And, and the TEDx is not exactly that environment. It, it requires a bit more structure, a bit more rehearsal. So right now I'm in the last three days before the actual talk and it feels totally crazy, but super exciting. And right now what I'm trying to do is learn the lines or learn at least the structure of the talk. And then hopefully come D-Day, I'm not going to totally bottle it or, or bomb it. That That's the goal and actually enjoy it. And so many people to thank. And I'm actually going to do a an exclusive episode entirely dedicated to my TEDx experience from how I got the talk, how I crafted the idea, how I managed to do this talk, how I practiced feedback, how to handle practice events and so forth, all of that. I'm going to, I'm going to drop everything I know in a single episode. So watch out for that episode. If you've got any questions before I do that, do make, make sure to get in touch. Now, I'm really excited about today's guest. 
Nerea Carrion is originally from Valencia, Spain, but she moved over to London, and as you'll hear in today's interview, she ended up getting randomly a job in one of the world's biggest financial brokers company, Tulip Primon. No idea if that's how you pronounce it, by the way. And eventually she realized that what she really wanted to do was to start up her own company. And that's when she founded the Happy World Company. And you'll hear in the story how she went from working in finance to becoming a full-time entrepreneur and how one of her life's mission is to make sure she makes people smile as much as possible in the process. Now, you might have recognized Nidia from her viral videos that went online about her giving a talk in the London Tube or how she, or the subway for those of you in, in North America, or how she ended up blindfolding herself and coaching random strangers in the middle of the street, or maybe even through her music video. I think it's just smile. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just mistaking here. But either way, if you want to get all access to these videos and more, make sure to go and check out the show notes over on marklarus.com forward slash podcast and check out the episode with Nerea. We're going to put down all the resources and links to connect with her there. And if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to do one thing, and that is to subscribe to the podcast. And if you're feeling extra generous, please leave a review and a comment at iTunes. You can do this over on your mobile phone. You can do this on your laptop. And it and it generally helps the show. If you enjoy the show, that is the biggest form of compliment that you can do is to subscribe and leave a comment. And of course, it goes without saying, share with a friend if that's what you fancy. But in the meantime, I give you the one and only Nerea Carrion. Nerea, welcome to the show. Thank you. Did, did I say your name correctly? <laughs> yes, very good. Nerea, Nerea. So we are uh, trying something out new today. We're taking out the studio outdoors. Yes. And it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, we've Sunny. got like some, it's, it's not that, that hot, but it's, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, I mean, I thought I'd take you outside because it seems that what you do is get people outside their comfort zone. See what I did there? Yeah. There's <laughs> <laughs> you research, well but, done. <laughs> but it's, uh, no, but it's interesting because it's kind of like, if it sounds like you basically quit your finance job to to go into tubes and make people feel really awkward and smile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that a, is that a I accurate? love that explanation, actually. It's exactly what I would say. I either say, I'm, you know, I make people smile or I make people feel uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> so you're, so yeah. the, you're, the, the, you're the CEO and founder of the Happy World Company. Yes. It's not just the Happy Company. It's the Happy World Company. It's the Happy World Company yeah. for a reason. Yeah. And tell, <laughs> us, tell us, how did you come up with the Happy World Company? Uh, so, well, the Happy World Company actually started being a blog. I was in finance and I was so bored that I thought, okay, I'm bored, but I'm happy. So what can I do, right? Most of people around me is not too happy. It's quite frustrated, even though they have most, you know, like more things than the average of the population. Or, sure. you know, they have quite a good life, let's call it. And... I thought I wanted to do something else that was just, you know, looking at the screen and doing nothing. So because I had so much free time, I started a blog called For a Happy World. Okay. And then, you know, that was... This is how long ago? That's four years ago now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it started being a blog, a blog where I was sharing how I feel happy myself, how I do, you know, to feel better with myself and with the world. And that kind of changed into a company uh, because most of people thought that For a Happy World was a charity or was something that yeah. not profitable. Okay. <laughs> so to be honest, to make to start making money, I had to change the name because it was just not being accepted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get that. So that's more or less how I started. Cool. Um, yeah, there's a there's a particular video that I saw that really made me laugh about you. You're in the tube and you start giving like this talk in the middle of the tube. Yeah. And <laughs> there's like so much awkwardness in the people like around and you're like even going, I'm really sorry, I'm going to be really quick. Um, <laughs> 
what was that like for you to sort of step up in the middle of the tube and, and speak uh, to strangers? It was. I was very nervous, to be really honest. But you see, I have these ideas that I think we all have and we ignore them all the time. Mm. Like, I think all the time we, c we have constant ideas in our head that we just don't do because it's not socially expected or accepted. Mm. So since I started to just live my life in my way, let's say, or just do whatever I feel, then that was an idea and I thought, why not? I mean, yeah. I give talks. I, d I want to inspire people as many as I can. So why not to do it in the tube where everyone is super bored? <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's nothing to do. And, and it was interesting because at the end of the talk, everyone clapped me. So I was very shocked, yeah. very nervous, I, sure. I have to say. Yeah, of course. But it kind of worked and people was just very nice. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's surprising how people, how nice people can be sometimes. Well, I, th I don't know. I think, I think you're from Spain. Yeah. Am I, where about in Spain? Valencia. Valencia. Okay, cool. So I don't know Valencia very well. Oh. But um, in Paris, in the mm -hmm. tube, it's very common for people to like stand up and start asking for money or sing a song yeah. or do some really weird crap. <laughs> um, but in England, I've never really seen it ever. Like in <laughs> the tube. No, no, I haven't really seen. I mean, I know about you, but I haven't seen a lot of people stand Just up in the middle you, of the yeah. tube. I've seen maybe one guy play some wind instrument I don't know what it was mm. but um, yeah so, so what, what how did you come up with the idea then did you just feel like okay I'm going to challenge myself I'm going to show like my mm. my uh, clients that you know even I get in in the yeah. awkward situations and get scared and well I guess like the thing is I started this Jasmine initiative that probably was because this was before my talk so uh, the Just Smile initiative is all about smiling to people and, you know, pass the card on. So I spent one week smiling to people, random people in the tube, <laughs> staring at them, smiling to them until they smile me back. And then after one week doing that, you can imagine 95% of people were smiling me back. Yeah. And I thought, oh my God, this is this is this is powerful. This is great. I have to do something with this. Yeah. So I thought, how can I encourage them to pass the smile? How can I encourage them to do the same, to connect with others? Because yeah. it's beautiful, you know? A simple smile can change someone's life. I know this sounds a bit like crazy, but it's true. Okay. No, but it, and it's contagious. I'll tell you what, it is contagious because I was looking at some of your videos and it's so funny. Like some guys are just like, and for, the, for people listening, um, so Nerea just gave me a card and it's got like a big smiley face. It says, just smile and pass this card on. And you turn it around and it says, you are great. Yes, you. Now just smile and pass it on. And it's w.smilesfortheworld.com. And so you see the, you see passing these cards in the tube. And it's so funny because you see this guy with like a really stern face. <laughs> and he looks at the card and he goes like. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so, so there's, there's, but there's like this. Um, Works. Yeah, there's this domino effect. Mm. Yeah, and, and that's something new for you. Was it not common in the finance sector then? Oh, no. <laughs> what a question, right? <laughs> was it common? To be honest, I used to go to work and they would be like, I was like, good morning. And then everyone will, will go like, why are you so happy? Yeah. And I will go like, why are you so sad? It's like, what happened today? And yeah. then, you know, it was always a fight until, until they got it, you know, until they got that it's okay to smile. It's okay to be okay, right? It's okay to like, be a little bit happy. It's like it's almost like sometimes we don't allow that to happen mm. because we think we don't deserve it because we don't didn't work enough. Or you know, it's so many things in our head. And True. So it doesn't happen that often. Yeah. And now it ho it, I was actually in my, way, in my in my way here. I was giving one card, and it's people like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. It is. Yeah. Uh, so. In that week where you were smiling at everyone. Yeah. What was the most weird reaction you had? Well, some people say no to you, obviously. Like when you give the card, it's like, oh, it's okay. Um, 
the most weird. Mm. And and I'm and I'm and I'm because my in my head it's like you're sitting in the tube, you're staring at someone, and you're like, you will not stop staring <laughs> until they smile back. And I'm just wondering, someone like. <laughs> okay, what what is she like? Does she does she is she into me? Do you want something? Or do you want something? Are you like a psycho? Like yeah. anything anything weird happened? I think like. Are you okay? I've got that. <laughs> Which is like, makes me a little bit frustrated because you see when you see someone really frustrated in the tube, really sad, really miserable, it's okay, it's normal. Yeah. But if you see someone smiling and happy and sharing the happiness with the rest of the world, it's like, it's like what's your problem? Oh my God, she's yeah. gone. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. We have to change this. This yeah. is crazy. This yeah. shouldn't be like that. Sure. So, yeah, I think. So, why, are why, you okay? why, yeah, why aren't more people smiling? Why? Why aren't more people smiling then? Why? Do, why is it? Because I I know uh, that I walk around, and I find that most people have got like yeah like a fart face on. It's kind of like mm. I'm trying to hide it, but it's happening, and I'm not gonna be smiling. Yeah, to be honest, I think life is quite tough though. Like mm. it give you like sometimes it's, it's difficult. Mm. So I completely understand people that don't smile that much, and I think it's easier not to smile. You huh. see, I think I've been. Um, my mom used to tell me all the time the beauty or like the challenge is when you are happy when things go wrong or when you actually make an effort to feel alright when mm. things go wrong so mm. I think the easy way is to be sad and miserable right? mm. that's how I see it yeah. the hard part is to deal with problems with a smile or to you know have this attitude mm. positive attitude when everything goes wrong I think yeah. that's the hard bit so I think that's why it's, it's hard, it's difficult, yeah. it's uncomfortable. It's like mm. we haven't been educated that way. We've been educated like until you achieve this or you do this or you get this, you shouldn't be happy, you know? So True. It's, it's completely unnatural because mm. naturally we are happy. Like we have the ability to experience happiness every single day, even if everything goes wrong because mm. your body is giving you the chemicals. So it's mm. almost like let's forget about external things. Let's just focus in inside mm. and it, you know it happens so are you how are you with crying oh i cry a lot <laughs> <laughs> you see some people think it's a very good question because most of people say okay you have the happy world company so you're happy all the time like no i'm not <laughs> i cry i'm sad i get frustrated true so to be honest i think once a week i i find it very healthy and like very therapeutic okay. almost, yeah. yeah to cry very releasing and yeah. it's beautiful I get that. Yeah, because yeah. I think I think there's there's a thing that can be um, mistaken sometimes about like, hey, how can you find the silver lining and you know the end of the, uh, the sky, whatever it's called, the expression. But it's uh, there's something about oh, it doesn't have to always be happy and it always have to be um, smiling. But there's there's there is something that I've seen over and over again in like the video content that put you out there, which is you put mm. yourself in really awkward situations, <laughs> right? And it's like there's one where you're sitting, I don't know where you are, <laughs> I think in uh, 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 you some some gallery somewhere, or some museum, and you're sitting blindfolded. Oh right. And yeah. there's a sign that says instant coaching or something like that yes and you were coaching strangers basically that yeah. you can see beautiful what was the experience like ah uh, fuck it was so beautiful can i swear here of course yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah okay thanks so it was so weird to be honest all the experiences that i put out with the <clears throat> eyes blinded they are much more beautiful than what you can see in the video like i don't know why i mean i'm quite emotional myself right mm. so when you close your eyes, it's all about feelings, right? You don't you don't see people. Sure. So you just feel them. And I've got this 
good ability to feel people because in England I had to develop it because I didn't mm. understand. So I kind of feel people more. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to actually yeah. feel them and guess what they are about. So, <laughs> uh, so actually, uh, it was so intense. It was so beautiful because I could, f- I, I could just, you know, they share their life with me. Why? Like I, these things just make me cry. Actually, they mm. make me super excited because I believe in humanity, you know, I believe in being more humans mm. and trusting more each other more and like opening up more. So that was beautiful. Like mm. I was there thinking, oh my God, these people don't know me. Mm. They're just sharing their life with me, telling me their weaknesses and insecurities, which is, which is not an easy thing to share. Yeah. There was some deep stuff. I mean, people were sharing like some deep stuff Very around like, exactly. you know, I don't feel like I'm enough and, yeah. you know, I attract people who don't seem to be that yeah. attractive. Yes. <laughs> That's she was so cute. I was like, and she was actually <laughs> calling me after to give her some coaching. Yeah. Time. So it was really Actually, yeah. I got a client from that. This <laughs> is so awesome. So, so how did you get into coaching then? How did you come across the uh, the big um, wide world of coaching? Well, w- when I was nineteen, right, I went to a seminar, and I was super unhappy. I mean, I was unhappy, frustrated. I didn't know what to do. I was super lost. Mm. And I went to this seminar thinking, oh my god, this is weird. Like, what is, is this in about? In Valencia, this was in Valencia. Yeah. yeah, it's a guy called Juan Planes who was my mentor for a while. Okay. Thanks to him, actually, I'm doing what I'm doing. But well he helped a lot and <clears throat> I went to a, a seminar and he did this you know firework like Tony yeah, Robbins yeah, but yeah, the Spanish yeah. version yeah, it's yeah. quite funny El Fuego Camina <laughs> <Exactly>. Fuego El Fuego Vamos a pasar por el fuego like that right so and then I went there and it was very very opening uh, you know uh, because so my mom was telling me my whole life Nerea you have to be positive, you have to be nice with yourself, don't insult yourself, mm. you know, don't be so negative, blah, blah, blah. And I always thought that, ugh, why? This mm. is nothing to be positive about. Mm. Hello. You know, I had this kind of thinking. So by going there and listening to this guy, talking to 500 people, telling exactly what my mom was telling me my whole life, <laughs> mm. I was like, okay, <laughs> maybe she's right. Yeah. So, you know, I kind of absorb all that information and I started to implement all these things of like changing the way I talk, just lots of NLP stuff, you know, changing the True. way you, you know, you express yourself, your body language, all these things because I was super shy and insecure. So I kind of started to mm. change myself a bit. I was super introverted, mm. even though I think I still am. But anyway, so I was doing that and and then... After 10 years, I mean, I go into coaching just because I needed it, really. Sure. <laughs> like, it was a need, you know. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I do this, so I'm going to do nothing in life because yeah. I was just very scared, very small. Mm-hmm. So, because it helped me so much, when I got into finance, um, I found myself, I, th- I asked myself, okay, I'm getting bored here. Mm. I need to do something else, right? Something. And I asked myself, what do I like from all of this, from all this traveling around Europe, you know, first class, all beautiful, ah, all this, you know, (laughs) beautiful dream job. And I asked myself, what do I like from this? And I like the one-to-one time I had with my clients because I was actually coaching them all the time. Mm. They just didn't know that. (laughs) 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 But I was actually, all the questions that I was asking myself through the books, through all the studies, I was doing it and I was like, oh my God, I'm doing this. And I can see them changing and improving mm. and doing things differently mm-hmm. and saying thank you to me for like for listening and and I was like ooh this is great mm. you know so th- that just gave me so much so much information and that's coaching but then speaking was because I was doing you know modeling and theater mm-hmm. and 
what I love from that is how present I am in in those situations, you know, when you're performing. Mm. So I think speaking or inspiring people, you know, doing talks also mm -hmm. give me that feeling. So I think that's why speaking and coaching, it was coming from these two observations yeah. about my previous jobs. So yeah, yeah. And uh, and how have you found the 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 sort of the new career that you're in or this new vocation yeah. that you're doing? Uh, how does that compare to the first class tickets in Europe and so forth? And how, does that, how does that lifestyle compare? Well, you see, I miss taking the cups for free <laughs> and like going in first class and going to these restaurants, you know, Mayfair restaurants. <laughs> but you see, I believe I will. And mm -hmm. I'm starting to actually have, you know, the, the, the um, opportunities to go mm. anyway. So mm. my goal was to do the same lifestyle, but paid by me yeah. you know so yeah. that was actually you know my challenge yeah i said i have to do this just to you know to fulfill myself in a way not yeah. to full not the the fact of going there but like to to feel proud of myself mm. like you know because somehow i didn't feel proud of being in finance so mm. i don't know why i just didn't yeah so how did you get into finance in the first place i mean how did you I know, uh, I know you said that, you know, you were little, you were a bit shy and an introvert yeah. and so forth, but how did you go from that to yeah. finance? Well, I studied economics yep. in Spain, five years. So I was in London, I was doing modeling, I was doing several jobs, I was doing accounts, so I was doing an internship. And you see, I believe in miracles, <laughs> to be honest, I do. And I said to myself, all right, so I'm... I'm doing all these jobs, it's time to get a little bit more established because mm. if not, I can't live in London because it was too unstable, right? I was making money here, right. ma many, my, making money there. And I said, all right, I have one month to decide what I'm going to do with my life and to find a job that is related to my degree because I studied five years. I don't want to just waste them. Sure. I want to try what's, what's this about. And I was working in, in London Bridge. From the moment I said I have one month in that, in that same week, I met a guy on the street because I was just, you know, I talk to people all the time, right? That's what I do. So it was rainy day, like windy, miserable. My umbrella was breaking. I started to laugh about myself because it was so like funny with the umbrella broken, you know, all hairs like. And then this English guy was talking to me suddenly, like just laughing at me, basically. And we just started, started to talk. And then I told him I'm looking for a job. If you have anything, please just just let me know because you know I'm looking for a job and look at this weather. This is horrible. I need a job. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot. I need a new umbrella. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't yeah, have yeah. an umbrella. I don't have money to buy one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, okay. And then he went like, oh really? Okay. Was well, in my job. You know, in my company, they're actually looking for someone. You will travel the world. You look like the perfect person for that. And I thought, oh, this is too beautiful to be true. You know, he started to tell me this, about this amazing job. Mm. And I was like, mm, is this happening yeah. real? And well, I might be learning to some prostitute ex network. Exactly, right? <laughs> and then he goes, all right, let's go to a coffee shop and to have a tea. And I was like, ooh, ooh. But you know, you, you know when you have this kind of intuition that something is okay, like it's not completely wrong. I very so rarely get invited for coffees by strangers <laughs> on the street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, I'm beautiful and you know it's that. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, so, okay. Um, so, what happened? Uh, I said, okay, it's five o'clock. You know, the worst thing that can happen, I go to for a tea, and I realized this guy just wants to date me or something. It was yeah. weird, and I just have to go. So, I went to the tea, and then he started to tell me about the job. I started to tell him that I thought I could do that, potentially. Obviously, I told him I don't know about finance that much. You know, I study economics, but I don't know. 
And then he, you know, I knew I had a job because he gave me his his business card and he said, I'm not going to call you. I'm not going to send anything to you. Just check out the company. If you like, send me your CV. Mm. I checked the company. It was the second biggest company in brokers of the world. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> this just happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great. Okay. And then I sent him my CV. I said, thank you for that. And then next week I had an interview. They did like three interviews and I passed and I was like, Wow. Oh, I found myself in this big, you know, like the stock market style offices yeah, yeah. where everyone is shouting. Yeah, I just imagine Wolf of Wall Street with uh, yeah, that something kind of scenario. Like, so yeah. I found myself there, like full of English people. And I was like, this is a joke. Or like, you know, yeah. I just felt super lucky. And I thought, wow, this sure. is amazing. And this guy never asked me for anything back. He never wanted anything from me. He was married. He quit his job, actually. And he called me, I quit my job as well. <laughs> you know, he was so happy like a year ago. Yeah, yeah. And amazing. That was, that That's was cool. an amazing experience, actually. Yeah. Yeah. What, did you, what did you learn? Because I think one of the things that people who listen to this show are sometimes mm. in situations where they're like, they're in a job. Then maybe they're frustrated. Mm. Maybe they're thinking, yeah, maybe I want to do my own thing. Maybe I want to start my own business. You know, it sounds mm. great on the outside. looks sexy on the outside. Yeah. Um, what would you want to tell them to appreciate about this specific moment of their life while they're still in the job? What were the, some of the advice and tips that you'd like to share with them? Hmm. Well, you see, it's not the same to approach a shitty job with a big face. Okay, let's do so this work. Or... Let's do this shitty job. You know, you can actually approach that same thing, that same situation, that same mm. work uh, job with different attitudes. So I will definitely check out the attitude. So I will check my attitude and say, okay, how am I approaching this? Because mm. how you approach things make the difference. You see, sometimes we wait for <clears throat> to find something we like to be passionate about it. But what if we approach that situation with passion? Mm. What things change? So I would say always look at how you're doing, right? Forget yeah. about the, the situation, the results, the people around you. Forget that. Mm -hmm. How you're doing, how you are approaching this. I think that would be the first thing. Second thing I would say, I think thinking about what I like from this, what I don't like, go specific. Because if we just say, oh, I don't like this job. That's not fully true. Mm. I think there's things about this job you like, and mm. this is very important. This is the most important information you're going to get for your next thing, mm. whatever it is. It can be staying in that job and growing in that job, or mm -hmm. it can be doing something else. But I think that information is really valuable, like whatever. It can be, I just like to come in the mornings and have a tea with my colleague. Great, put that in a note, because that's mm. the information you need to, to, to know what's next. Mm -hmm. We don't know anything mm -hmm. what's next instead. If you are sure you don't like it, just find another thing to do, right? Mm. Or find another way, I would say. Because, like, of course, this is sounds like scary. Um, and it is scary, very scary. Mm. But I think if you're fully honest with yourself, you know what you have to do mm. to, to what, feel good. What's been, the, what's been the hardest thing about this journey for you? About quitting your job and going off on your own? Uh, I think loneliness, mm. definitely. Mm. You see, because you, you're running your own business, you you have your team that helps you, but at the end of the day, you are alone there. Mm. Like It's almost like you take full responsibility of your situation, you take full responsibility of your company, your business. So I think definitely when those moments where you go, oh, all right, if I don't sort this, no one is going to do it, <laughs> and I know it, <laughs> right? And that's a little bit sad sometimes. Yeah. Like, oh. 
And of course, making money at the beginning, like mm. I didn't have the belief that I could make so much. You know, I mm. would, I couldn't. You see, like my biggest challenge was to tell a client that I was going to charge fifteen thousand pounds for a coaching program. Mm. I was like shaking, you mm. know, my first time. So mm. I think F- fifteen thousand or fifteen hundred. Fifteen thousand. Yeah, one five zero zero zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was kind of like to go from charging thousand to charging that. That was whoa! <laughs> like I was shaking, and I was like, "Oh my god!" But you see, I've obviously, like these things happen gradually. Mm. It's not like you just go, "Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna charge this." You know, I've been charging so many different prices, yeah, yeah, yeah. and obviously, I've been moving on. But it isn't comfortable to to charge for anything. Mm. I mean, my first time I charged hundred pounds. I remember, and and as well, I was like. 100 pounds oh this is a lot of money you know mm. and i was like oh my god oh my god but but then i always said you see i will give you the money back if you're not happy so i think that helped me to to you know to, to ease into it yeah why, why do you think there's because this is a recurring theme so the loneliness is definitely something i can speak to and i relate to and mm. i think anyone i've ever met who's goes off on their own <laughs> to start their business can relate to that and in fact the tedx talk i'm giving on the 22nd of April, I'm going to be speaking to that about the loneliness of, of the journey. Okay. Um, but the other aspect is money. It's about our relationship to mm. money and to oh, making yeah. money. And then for some reason, when we work for someone else and we go to sell this financial service provider or there's a product you're selling or whatever yeah. it is, it's easy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like even I, I mean, look, I'm, I was making millions for the business school I used to work for. I raised 2.8 million for November. So money was never a problem for me to make. But when it came down to me... Because it's connected. Yeah, so what yeah, what, what do you make up that's about? Why is mm. it that we so many of us struggle with, with money? I think it's because it's so connected to your passion, to something so deep for you, maybe. Mm. So mm. I think there's... I have two theories. One is when it's about your passion, when it's about selling your passion, when it's about me selling this, for example, mm. or my workshops or my coaching, mm. is. To be honest, I will pay to do it. If I'm really honest with you, when I get money to do my job, I'm like, this is a joke. Like, <laughs> I really love it. Like, you do I've, it for free. I've invested on it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I will do it for free. I've, I've done for free a lot of things. So, yeah. and I've spent money to do it. You know yeah. what I mean? I've invested my savings. I've put money mm. on it. So, I think when it's that way, when it's so you're so passionate about it, I think it's harder because it's connected to your emotions and then maybe, you know, unless you have a very good disattachment with money when you see money as a tool mm. more than, you know, emotional thing, yeah. then I think that's kind of linked and then, it, you know, it's difficult. And I think the other thing is, of course, the relationship with money, which you, which you said before, for entrepreneurs that are new, if you've never made money, I would say you start with making five pounds or one pound even. Mm. Because you have to change your belief system. Even mm. if you believe you can, you don't. <laughs> like, you know, unconsciously, you've never done it. This is yeah. not your reality. This is not in your head. It's yeah. not in your brain. Mm. Unless you had a family, maybe business people or something that yeah, yeah. is already kind yeah, of... Yeah, if you've had yeah. like entrepreneurs in your family, but I don't, yeah, for example, I, I, I haven't. My parents, yeah. you know, I was a teacher for 35 years and my, my dad was wow. like an insurance broker and then made redundant, you know? So there was no entrepreneurial fiber yeah. in, on that side. And so you've got to learn everything, yeah, right? How, how did you change that? <laughs> I'm still. No, I see. But for me, this is still. This is still for me like a really big topic. Money. It's really interesting because mm. it's like. Um, so I, uh, the show's growing. You know, mm. I'm getting more and more guests on the show. Uh, the YouTube show is kind of picking up a little bit. You know, there's a few mm. pilot episodes out. Um, I'm getting bigger and bigger speaking gigs. I'm being invited <laughs> to go and do some work there and then. But really, when mm. you look at it in terms of how much money I'm bringing in. 
there's not that much okay. you know it's like mm. and and that for me is a real interesting concept of yeah. what is it about me and making money and it's like mm. i was talking to a friend about this and she was like what like you're not making money like what do you mean you're not making money you should be making loads of money i was like <laughs> what and she's like on the outside it looks like you've got like this really successful yeah. business i was like wow isn't that funny the perception versus of reality course, of course um so i think for me it's about if i've got to be honest it's about focusing that's my big mm. big problem at the moment is actually focusing on what matters yeah. and what's going to help me generate income or grow my business so uh, the first i'm in the first phase and i've been so i've been full time for a year hmm. right but i've been doing this for about 5 years now i started coaching back in 2011 so yeah, end of 2011, early 2012. So what, that's what, five years? About that? mm. Five years. Mm. And so, you know, little by little, I've been doing it. And um, I forgot what we're saying now, but uh, it doesn't matter. I just I forgot where I was going to go. Cool. With that. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. but yeah, it's, anyway, it's, it's just, it's, just uh, it's a yeah. fascinating thing around. Uh, yeah, that's, focus, that was it, sorry. Focus, first time, yeah, focus. I mean, now in the first time, I'm actually saying no to people. So people are like, hey, do you want to come and speak to my event? I've got this event coming. And I'm like, okay, here are like the criterias. Mm. You know, of course, what's yeah. your budget? How many people are showing? Are you filming it? Is there a professional photographer? Mm -hmm. Do I get access to the mailing list? It's like I've got all these criteria that ask people, yeah, and then then I then I have to say no, and that feels really weird for me. Of course, right? Yeah, because I, I, get, I get you fully. Yeah. Like it happens to me too. So how how do you deal with saying no? I don't like it though, but like I'm learning it. But I think it's because you see, there's a time where you get exhausted and overwhelmed with mm. offers and with things. Mm. So you gotta filter a little bit, right? Yep. So I don't like it, but then, but you learn it because even if you love your job, you can't get overwhelmed as well. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's. What's what's uh, one of the biggest mistakes you've made since you started your own business? <laughs> you see, I'm still thinking about the previous um, talk. <laughs> <laughs> the previous question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The previous no, we used to have a focus, focus. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's Let, go with let that. me wrap up now because. Yeah, yeah. It's just, so focus, when you say about focus, I think one thing is, you see, when you're so focused on what you love, sometimes you forget about money. Yeah. Right? So that's, I think that's one of the things that could happen to us in general, yeah, to, yeah. you know, entrepreneurs. And another thing is, um, again, the relationship with money. Sometimes you have these beliefs thinking that money is not good for you or that, yeah, yeah. you know, they don't deserve it or like, you shouldn't really have that much because you will become an asshole. You know, all, sure. th all these things that could yeah, potentially 100%. happen. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, my friends won't like me. Mm. So I think this is something that is quite common. Yeah. And I come from a very poor family. Like, you know, all the. I mean, I was living without electricity for so many years. Like, mm. like really. So for me, this is being quite challenging to mm. actually believe that I can make, you know, yeah. much more than what my family was making. And what helped you in that process of believing that you're actually <laughs> worthy of making money? So, you know, telling myself every day that I can, that I will, and, <laughs> and really being aware that that is there, you know, that mm. it exists, that programming mm. from my family could exist. So it's almost like, all right, that's there. So it's sometimes just knowing it is already helping mm. you to move on. So just be honest and say, it is there. Yeah, I've got my mom voice telling that rich people is bad. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. So as long but as you But I get that. Aware. I get that. I, I grew mm. up with that. You know, I grew up in a school where if you were rich, you were going to get bullied, you were get picked on, and it wasn't cool to be rich. Mm -hmm. So I always downplayed my economic situation. I, yeah. I had nothing to complain about. Mm. You know, I had a mm. house. My parents had a car each. My mom had a job. My dad had a job. We never lived, we never mm. lived, you know, we mm. never had like, 
you know, my dad forgot to pay the bills and we had bailiffs coming and <laughs> knocking on the door to get the furniture, but that's a different story. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I did live with that mentality and of like, oh, if you're rich, then you're not cool. Then you're an asshole. Mm. You're a dickhead. Exactly. You know, and so then you associate, like we have this, we had this conversation with my girlfriend around this and I read this in a book. There's a challenge I recommend anybody listening to this. If you've got issues with money, pull out, I started with a hundred pounds and I went up all the way to a thousand pounds. But you walk around all the time with a hundred pounds in cash. So for me, and then you go up to a thousand pounds, try for like all walking right. around with a thousand pounds in cash <laughs> in your wallet. And you, the anxiety that I had <laughs> around that was insane because That's it was, nice. yeah, because it was like, someone's going to mug me. Uh, every time I took my wallet out, I had to hide it because I was like, fuck, if someone sees I've got money, I'm, I'm going to get a bad price. I'm going to get so fucked over. You know, it was like all this pattern around what money means. And so for me, I think that's, yeah, I think that, that would speak to that. It was around the whole stories that we have pegged around money mm. and around the focus thing. Yeah. I do this, po- I do this podcast. I've been doing it since July, 2015. I mean, zero money. I mean, directly zero money. Indirectly, yeah. people have invited me to go oh, and talk I send to some donations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you listeners. No, but, no, but, it's, no, but it's like, I love it, right? So I do this for the love. Of I really do, and it takes it. a shitload of time. But, of course. But anyway, anyway. So, so back to back to you. So what was your what was your biggest mistake? Biggest mistake made? in business or in my journey? Business, yeah, your journey. Yeah, yeah since you, since you've kind of quit your job and trying to start the, the world. Um, uh, I guess I trust people a lot. And I, w- I don't like to say this is a mistake. I love it. I mm. love trusting people. I love um, working with people. But I think the things that have wasted my time and my money massively is people, mm. <laughs> unfortunately. Mm. So when I've partnership with people, I probably... I didn't choose well or I was too trusting. Mm. I guess I had to learn that, right? I sure. I believe everything happens for a reason, right? And mm-hmm. especially when you have to learn stuff. Like, you know, if you fail in the same place again and again, which is my case, I always partnership with the wrong people. I don't have partners now. Mm. That's that's something <laughs> that I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Let's not go there for the moment, all right? Until I know which, yeah, you know, yeah. how it's my like business dating, partner. Though. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like they yeah. think. Kind of. You're not going to marry someone on the first date. You know, you want to take them out maybe for sushi and I, yeah. you know, <laughs> <Exactly>. have coffee. <laughs> exactly, or maybe even more. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's, I think trust, it's not, if it's not trusting maybe the mistake, the mistake is probably not writing down clearly how my business partner should be like. You know, mm. How? What are the conditions? What are the, you know, instead of it's saying, yeah, let's go, get on board. It's yeah, like, okay, yeah. you have to put this money down. You have to commit to this. You have yeah. to sign this contract. That's how I'm going to do business now. Yeah. If Even though it's quite unnatural to me because I'm very organic. I sure. trust. I like sure. the flow. I like. I don't like this whole papers, planning. Mm. I hate all of that. That's why I have someone doing it now. Mm. Uh, but you see, I think that's very important for business. Uh, because people change their mind all the time. We, I do it as well. Mm. So I think that's something I really, really need to learn. Yeah. Still, I'm still learning it. Well, so. it's there's something about boundaries in that as well. You know, it's like it also enables more creativity. So they say that actually restriction enables more creativity. So if you're more like, mm. okay, you've got one hour to create something from this piece of newspaper, a string and a water bottle. If mm. I give you an hour... You'd come up with something. If I told you by next week, you'd be like, oh, fuck, when am I going to do, do it? Yeah. yeah, so sometimes restrictions. And I think that, that can yeah. apply to like relationships. And for me, there's also something about um, assumptions that we assume things that for us, that's how we operate. So mm-hmm. we expect other people to do the same. And then it doesn't. And then we're like, oh, 
sorry, I thought we were going to split that 50-50, you know, or I thought <laughs> you were, the, I thought yeah. that you were going to write that thing, but you didn't, or you were going to follow up and, you, and it's like, ah, yeah, we need to have that conversation, you mm -hmm. know? Um, yeah, no, forget, yeah, forget so, that. So I get <laughs> that. So what are you, what are you up to now? So what's, what's the plan? What's the project? Uh, what's the, what's the world domination uh, vision? Okay. Well, the happy world company, we want to be around the world. That's why it's called world. So if any leaders out there want to, you know, launch this company <laughs> in your country, please let me know. Get in touch, yeah. Uh, get in touch. Uh, we, to be honest, we don't know if we, it's going to be franchise, if it's going to be more like just organically growing. Like, you yeah. know, it's not really clear. For the moment, we're focusing in London. We're running few very innovative workshops. Um, they all combine performing arts with coaching. They are very, mm. very creative. Like the last one is called Pose, Photoshoot on Self-Steam. And we had a photoshoot on Saturday and we took very shy people in front of the camera. Mm. And that was really, I mean, people crying, like very, very, very wow. powerful. Like really, really, really share, like you see, like to, to grow, you need to be vulnerable. That's how I say mm. it. So when you help people, you give the space to people to be vulnerable and say, I feel like shit. Mm. Suddenly there is a change. You know, there is a growth, there mm. is improvement. So most of our workshops, we bring a makeup artist or bring, we, we bring a photographer or we bring a, a musician playing some music mm. or I just bring myself and talk and, you know, do some Sure. dance but it's always like yeah it's, it's always you never know what you're gonna get you when never I show know up. actually <laughs> if you come to a workshop you never know because also there's a lot of space for spontaneity sure. so even though we have a plan for the workshop it could everything could happen a unicorn you know? could walk in exactly yeah. a unicorn could walk in exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. so well you're coming to the next one yeah right? that's so. it yeah I'm really excited so that's the 30th the of 30th April the 30th of April and it's called Live Life Your, Your Way, Way. Yeah, yes. and where, where, so give us a bit more details. Where can people... Uh mm, well, you can get your tickets in thehappywellcompany.com and it's all about... You see, Live Life Your Way is... Let's stop following what we are supposed to follow. Mm. Let's stop assuming or like going the way we are supposed to go and let's focus on our energy and what we are about. And you see, I think this is the challenge for all of us as coaches and mm. speakers to really help people be in their own energy. Forget mm. who's Nerea, who, forget who is Mark, mm. who am I? Like, it's, that's, I like that's that. really my, my challenge. That's what I want to do. I don't yeah. want to tell people live life this way. I yeah. don't know how to, you know, I don't yeah, know yeah. how you guys should be. So, should be living. So I, I think this is really the, the core concept is that, is how you can trust yourself more. And living life your way means just, do what comes up in your head. Sure. <laughs> you see? Yeah, yeah. So. And, I th and I think there is that, that um, I think that I, I have a little pet hate with the coaching industry around the cookie cutter format. Everybody starts sounding the same. Everybody starts saying the same. Everybody mm. starts yeah. saying the same. And so I like the concept of, um, you know, it's it's kind of like, how do you, how do you become more you? Mm. You know, not more me exactly. or not someone else, but no, how do you no, become no. more you? Okay. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So I'll be speaking at that event. That'll yes. be really cool. So anybody listening there, get yourself your tickets. And I've, I think I put the details on my website, marklarouse.com. Awesome. Click on live events. You'll find the event on the 30th. Um, yeah, we're coming to the end of the interview. But before, before we kind of ask you the last kind of roundup of questions, <laughs> um, I just wanted to say, you know, thank you for putting yourself out there in a way that, both compels us to try and try new things and do things that scare us mm -hmm. and there's this really beautiful warmth about you that you make it inviting and you don't make it like 
hey, I'm a superstar and look how amazing I am and that's because I'm just so cool. <laughs> Even though that's so hell No, but there is, it's true. You know, there's this Thanks. thing about that you do, whether it's speaking in the middle of the tube, whether it's blindfolding, coaching people outside of this random museum or God knows what other videos you put out there mm. or or singing. You know, the uh, yeah. there's a song that you put, I forgot the name, something happy. Just smile. Just smile, that was it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just smile. Go and check it on YouTube. Yeah. Um, and you're a real gift for that. So I just want to say oh, thank you thank for you. Uh, for doing what you do oh. and, and for leaving your finance job behind. Yeah. Can't do that. <laughs> and so um what's what's one thing that most people don't know about you well now they know i cry so <laughs> that was like my last secret <laughs> um what people don't know about me i'm a mess with men <laughs> but like a big one yeah like i love people so easily mm. that i mess up a bit mm. and I never find the father of my kids somehow, and I always like hurt people a bit. Mm. So like, you know, guys fall in love, and then I say, I'm sorry, I don't want to be the mother of your kids, and mm. they want to be the father of my kids. I know that sounds wow. like, but it has happened to me so many times. So wow. I think people really don't know that side of me because I don't share it. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And you see, I help people to date more and to get better relationships sometimes, mm. but I tell them straight away, I'm. <laughs> I'm quite shit. Do, but do I what I say. <laughs> don't wanna, don't do yes. what I do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't do what I do. Yeah. Just do something else. Uh, I mean, to be honest, I have beautiful relationships. All of them are so intense, so beautiful. And I think it's for the fact that I never promise more. I mm. always live in the moment. So I think it's serving me very well. Mm. But somehow I'm getting very good positive results doing something maybe not so good, which is mm. at some point I just break up and then we cry a lot yeah. and then yeah is, this a, is there something you're afraid about that is there something about like I don't know to be honest I'm still trying to understand because I don't have father mm. and I'm not sure if it's something around that mm. unconsciously there is like either I cannot see a father because I don't have one so I don't sure. really know how it looks like sure. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. it could be that or it could be like I'm I'm just going for the for the comfortable, you know, I'm I'm going for comfortable, which means most of the times, I hope none of the guys I date are listening <laughs> to this. <laughs> if you're there, I love you and you know it. <laughs> and you're not the one I'm talking about. <laughs> so it's exactly, it's not you. So you see, I, I kind of date um, guys that are more is, easygoing, like mm. maybe they're not so like leading me like I'm more like leading them so mm. it's almost like it's a comfortable place you know if I had a guy that is a really good leader mm. and is really successful <laughs> this is not going well is it <laughs> you keep you anyway, keep digging your hole anyway <laughs> yeah. exactly so they know this anyway so uh, if I was doing that maybe it would be a bit maybe like scary or uncomfortable so I'm, I'm just mm. being like totally yeah, yeah, honest yeah. and I don't know this is just thoughts that are there yeah, yeah. and I question them I get and that. I'm working on it but, but isn't, that, isn't that ironic because then I, I, I make up that you then end up with men who you get maybe bored of or you feel like there isn't that pushback that you're actually seeking mm. which is to tell you know Nerea stop your shit <laughs> and you know puts you back in in, mm. in reflection mode or whatever it is I mean I'm, I'm yeah, not you know yeah, psychoanalysis yeah. here but yeah. there could be something interested about um yeah, I'm not too sure. Um, or maybe you see, because I love coaching so much, mm. I always kind of like to have someone that is 
like in needs a bit of coaching. I think we all oh, need, right? Yeah, yeah. But it feels like the I fixer. always so you're the fixer. <laughs> yeah, I'm fixer, yeah. So you like getting you know? with men who need a bit of help. Exactly. And once your job is done, Mary Poppins exactly. is over. And once exactly once they get like all like amazing, all, like and then you're like done. My job's done. Here. I'm like yeah, done. Good. Next. Bye. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, I yeah. keep doing that, and I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, I have to check this out. Yeah, because I do want to be with a guy that is like you know a bit more leader. Like I like to be lead. So yeah, yeah. It's yeah, you say like yeah, yeah, and, and and you're probably also afraid of it. Maybe I, d- I don't know, maybe America. yeah, it yeah, could yeah. be right. It could be scary. It could be intimidating, there's, right? Yeah, so there's, and you know, there's a whole other conversation, but it also leads into intimacy. Mm. You know, around what what is true intimacy? You know, and is is true intimacy um, just the sex and just that kind of part? Well, it's actually it's more than that. It's like mm. the connection. It's the vulnerability. It's the I need you. Yeah, it's like I need your help. Please help me. Mm. And how we are with those questions—that is like a bigger question or a bigger topic, oh, yeah. right? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't think I don't think they they think they need me, right? Or I mm. think they need me. Or I I guess we all need each other. And I don't know. I have yeah. this. You see, I have this new concept of concept of love, or how how I am starting to feel. I. I fucking love people, right? Mm. I actually do, like, deeply. (laughs) So I have this ability to love and connect with people that is so quick and easy Mm. that I can feel things for someone in the first day, you know? It's almost like I can get to that intimate place very quickly. Sure. So that makes it really interesting, but also, like, I'm starting to think about things that I never thought before, which Mm. is loving more people than one which is yeah, quite well, uh, weird that I'm very uncomfortable saying this no but it's not though for, for me it's, what's interesting is that what I'm hearing ar- ar- around you so it's like you've got this um, you've got this ability to love and connect in a deep way very quickly mm. that most people maybe not, don't understand or not don't have quite the same capacity mm. and so it's interesting there's this triangle I forgot the name of it but it's basically intimacy sex and the relationship and then when you collapse the intimacy with sex then the the sort of this this um whatever for, for sacred triangle I forgot what it is uh sometimes collapses right so mm. then the question is um do I do I do I feel this intimacy with men to a point that is very difficult for me to explain and then I I follow this urge and maybe I date them maybe I go out with them whether that's a short term or a longer mm. term or is it actually that I have this capacity to love but it's confusing that seeking needle for intimacy with something else. I don't know. I mm. don't know if that makes any sense. But, th- but there's something around, um, and also exactly <clears throat> what you just said. I think there's this societal thing for some people. It's like, oh my God, you know, you should be, you know, one person, yeah, one, one love person, and all this stuff. One yeah, one person. Yeah. And I, I am. I'm it that kind of guy. getting in the way a bit. You know, I'm that, I'm that kind of guy. It's like, uh, mm. I love my girlfriend and yeah. I never knew I'd, I'd say this had you asked me five years ago. But now for the first time, since I've been with her, I'm like, yeah, like 100%. You know she's it, she's yeah. the one, yeah, yeah, she's the one. I wanted to be the mother of my kids. Mm. Like, I love her. And it's this amazing intimacy and bond that I have with her. Mm. And, you know, I have I have a capacity also to connect quite well with women because, mm. you know, I'm a vulnerable guy. I talk about all sorts of stuff. I can mm. listen. I can make people laugh, all this stuff. But then I've known that actually there's, there's a barrier not to breach for me, which mm. is like, hey, you know, we're friends. But that's all it's going to be. And yeah. it's like, don't confuse my friendship mm-hmm. and my intimacy with me being into you. Yeah. Does that make, does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, of course. And um, yeah, I don't know where I went on a tangent you see, that. You see, I think it will happen to me. That's what I think. Mm. Even if now I have all these thoughts that are c- quite new, yeah. I think it's, 
it's just a matter of um, understanding better. But I do believe, because I'm quite traditional, right? Sure. Even if I'm saying this, but I believe because I see you, right? And I see examples of people that is so clear. Mm. And I'm so clear about my career, but I never clear about men. Like, I never like, this is... But that's so okay. Th I think it's yeah. just not happened yet. Yeah, that's I what I think. You. And I think once I s know it, I will know it. So it's just... Yeah, and I think, mm. to be honest with you, there's also... So there's there's two things. A, it was meeting the right person. B, you know, I did some work on myself around this stuff, right? Mm. So there's stuff I did and we, we, we can talk about it. But it's... Cool. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's it, There is a thing also about... <clears throat> not making wrong what you're feeling. So let's say you're going through a season yeah. at the moment where you're like, how oh, this is really interesting. I mean, this, is, you know, I love that guy and I love that guy. And, you know, I just <laughs> want to be with those guys and like, fuck <laughs> it. Love them all. Right, yeah, love them all. <laughs> no, but, and, and so that's where you're at in this season of your life. And that yeah. doesn't mean that in two years or three of years, course, or what, yeah. that you're going to be the same. Mm. But there's also, well, the more you take this rabbit hole of self-development, and I'm putting the little fingers, quote unquote, self-development, mm. right? The more you start realizing all these boundaries that we've put, all these shackles that we've lived with, and all these identities that we have to be associated with, and suddenly you start questioning everything. And that may come with my sexuality, my mm. number of partners I'm comfortable with, you know, what's socially acceptable, what isn't. I mean, we haven't got time to go into this, but mm -hmm. there's, I've discovered there's this whole community <laughs> I know, called I know. an umming community. I don't know. Oh, yeah, have I, I know, you heard about them? I know them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, sorry. <laughs> but, but, but what I'm saying is that uh, for people listening, you can go and check it out, but it's basically taking the most yeah. holistic names of all of um and then turning it into an activity which involves uh, yeah, quote masturbation, connection, yeah. intimacy, all this stuff. Yeah. Anyway, what I'm saying is, thank you. Yes. There's all the all this all this stuff is out there, and it's just you know you just be you and, yeah. and you find yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Cool, Thank you. We want a fucking massive <laughs> tantrum. That one. I know. We could just. I've got go, two more. Going. Yeah, two more. Two more questions. Yes. Um, if I gave you the big screen on Piccadilly Circus, so for people who listen to this outside of London, and I know we have many people, 102 cities across 29 countries. Um, <laughs> London, uh, there's a Piccadilly Circus. It's this huge square with it's a bit like the Times Square of New York. It's the, mm -hmm. kind of. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. What message would you want to display <sighs> on the big screen that every person could read on their way or to work or way to back home? Do what excites you. That's yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> <Dot>. Cool. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Um, what does being unconventional mean to you? Unconventional mean. Unconventional. Uh, yeah. Mm, for me, it actually really, really reminds me to my um, quote of, well, quote or concept of living life your way. It's unconventional for me is something that is not expected, maybe, mm -hmm. or not common, or not, like, settled. Like, we don't know, basically. Mm. So, and I love, I love it because, I mean, I love it now more than before because... You asked me something and I never ever shared what I shared mm. before. So yeah. I think that, you know, you bring that in. <laughs> so you're bringing things that, you know, are not expected mm. for even for us that yeah. come here. So that's that's what I think. It's just unpredictable. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a I've got a last random question. Mm -hmm. And this is a question I'm exploring at the moment. And it's it was a friend that made me realize this. So ninety percent of all my guests are men. And if and someone asked me, like, Oh, is this a podcast or something? I'm like, No. But I was mm. like, that, why are all my guests only men? And, and the question which I'm formulating as I'm trying to say it, so it's not going to be as prolific as I'd like it to be. <laughs> but um, why do you think there aren't, or maybe we're not seeing, as mm. many women starting businesses and putting themselves out there and growing their brand and growing their impact? Mm. What message would you like to say to women who are thinking about doing this and maybe a little bit afraid or, or maybe mm. men are just 
not seeing them. I mean, what? What's yeah. Your, what, yeah. I will say, do some weights, get some testosterone on board. <laughs> <laughs> Start from the basic, from the basics, always. <laughs> so, what do we need? We need a little bit more testosterone, a little bit more confidence, more belief. Yeah. And I think the only thing I will say is missing most of the times is that is that confidence of, of that little extra adrenaline or testosterone let's call it yeah i think that's that's all is missing because we have abilities that men don't have right yeah. and i think if because if i see myself and i compare myself with my other women friends mm. i do have this male energy coming from somewhere and mm. and i don't really do much weights but i think i've read about it because i'm curious and mm. and i know you can increase your testosterone levels with doing weights mm. so I think I'm seriously interested in that, like mm. how you can actually get that male energy a little bit yeah, more. Yeah. Because you know, see, I didn't have father, but my mom is very male. Like, mm. so even though I consider myself very feminine, but I do have this the drive, male, yeah, 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 the drive. So I think that's that's it. Like, yeah. do yeah. more weights, people. <laughs> do more weights, Love guys. Like, <laughs> thank you so much. Where can people find you? Where where do you hang out most online? Uh, Facebook, Nerea yeah. Carrion with. Uh, why Nerea carry on uh, carry on and what else YouTube I'm running workshops all the time in London or outside London uh, thehappyworldcompany.com and I think if you google me you'll you'll find uh, it yeah. yeah I love it google me just google me come google on me. It's yeah, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> like I'm <the> everywhere <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh, anyone listening to this make sure to grab your ticket for the 30th of April and come and see me talk yes. at Live Life Your Way yes Nidia, thank you so much for thank coming you. on the show and for being willing to pun- roll with the punches that I throw at you and the questions <laughs> thank you yeah thank you so much thank you a lot thanks there you have it folks i hope you enjoyed today's interview as much as i did i really appreciate the fact that neria came on the show i was willing to open up about every aspect of her life all the ups and downs the challenge that she's faced with and if you'd like to come and see me talk at her event at the world happy company go over on markcruise.com forward slash live hyphen events you just go on the website type in live events i've got all the details of the event and you can get your tickets there i look forward to seeing you there because i think it's going to be an amazing full day event and if you want to find out all the show notes all the videos mentioned all the resources and if you want to get in touch with Nerea carry on make sure to go over and check out the show notes of this episode over on markdarus.com forward slash podcast in the meantime I hope you have a phenomenal week ahead. Know that I'll be thinking about you when I step on stage at TEDx Cardiff this Saturday, 22nd of April. And I'll be sure to share the YouTube link whenever it comes out. Until then, you continue being brave and remember that it's not always easy, but hopefully it's worth it. See you next time.